Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Marge. That's right, Marge from Central Canada and host of Bite Me, the show about edibles. Just show, I never know how long the intros are going to be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes they're long, you know, it could be a, like an intro to a rap song or something. You know, right. <laughs> Sometimes they're just real short. But yes, welcome to the show, Marge. Good to have you here. Thank you. Thank uh, you. And then we have Monkey Do. What's up, Monkey? Not much, man. Monkey down here in the southeast U.S. Uh, you know, the weather's not too bad today. We've been actually getting a little bit cooler. So we're actually more like the rest of the world now, not not blazing like like Australia does in Outback, you know. So mm-hmm. been, nice. been thoroughly enjoying that, though. Now, here in the U.K., the rain has started and I think it's officially autumn now. I mean, it's not officially, but it Dude. might as well be. It's getting colder. It's getting rainier. It's just like summer all over again. Blow the rain over here. We have not had enough. We are so far behind. We probably at least a foot, maybe two feet of rain short of where we should be this time of year. Damn. Yeah. Would it all catch up and just appear out of nowhere one day? If it does, we're in trouble. It happened once like that. And that was 2016-ish. And yeah, it was horrible. You know, you end up with 25, 30 inches of rain in one, one night, literally one night. Damn. Shit happens. Shit happens bad. Yeah. What about uh, in Canada, Marge? When does your cold weather start to kick in? It's got to be some time around now. Have you got snow yet? Oh, <laughs> no, thank God. It was actually really nice out today. It's like early Sweet. 20s. I get, well, 20 degrees Celsius, for those of you know that know Celsius, which is <laughs> quite lovely. It was a beautiful day, and it's supposed to stay pretty nice, but it'll get it'll start to get cold like sooner than I'd like to think. Snow uh, probably November. Right, right. So you still mm-hmm. like six weeks away from that. Yeah, like we're just going into fall now. But. Yeah. It makes me feel sad, man, you know, to know that the, the chances of warm weather here in the UK have gone for about eight months. <laughs> it's really fucking shit, man. I can see why people will get second homes down in Spain and just move down oh, there. God, yeah. oh. I do understand that, too. Oh, One man. day. One you day. live down in the warm where I live, you kind of like start really loving wintertime. I can always put more clothes on. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't take enough off. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, man. And as I'm getting older, I, I kind of feel what you're saying there. You know, it is nice to be able to <laughs> sleep at night rather than just roll around being like, it's too fucking warm. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've got a lot going on with today's show. We've got five news stories to cover, some from the UK. It's been a busy week for cannabis news here in the UK. Uh, some interesting shit's been going on. Many of the guests that we've had on the show previously, you know, the uh, the medical cannabis moms, I like to call them. Uh, those guys have been on the mainstream news networks this week, uh, you know, just telling their story and making sure everybody knows how fucked it is here in the UK. So maybe that will push change. We'll see. But we'll report on some of those stories when we get to the news section. What are you smoking today, Marge? I mean, Maggie yeah. said he's not smoking anything. So. <laughs> you had to bring it up again. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. <laughs> I, have so, I have some more of this Amelia, Amelia Hayes that I really like. 
That is so weird because that's the one I picked up off the shelf just now was the amnesia to go back at again. Oh, really? I, harvest, yeah. I harvested some stuff from Chad the other day that I, I, I you know, of um, Nakatomi Plaza that came out. Now, it, it was one that had the, the least bag appeal. It was kind of just green and blah looking, just average. But holy crap. You, you know, you remember that everybody remembers their first time ever smoking, you know? This is mm -hmm. what it felt like. I smoked that stuff and I got a high tolerance. It was like two balloons of this stuff. And I was like, holy shit, I got to go to lunch <laughs> with my wife now. <laughs> <laughs> so I call it, it's, this is my, uh, my after hours weed at this point in time. So luckily I've got a few seeds that offer this one, not many, but I'm going to try and isolate this pheno. but damn, you know, this damn. is one of those, yeah, this is, this is definitely a, a golden goose at this point. I've got to, I've got to find it. Nice. It sounds like you all got something good then. I think I'm going to be out for about a week, but uh, I'll be well, longer than that, maybe two weeks. Yeah, it is what you, it is. Do you have like edibles or anything that you can? No, no, nothing. No, 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 no cannabis to consume at all, unfortunately. But that's the way it goes sometimes. Eh? That's the way it goes. I guess it's like a tolerance break then. And then by the time you do get some, you're going to To be, be honest, I don't really need a tolerance break. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... like three or four drawers of a joint fuck me up still. It's like, yes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's a nice way to be. It's a nice way to be. It's better than uh, smoking five joints and then you're getting a little bit high like I used to. No, no you get high when you want. Mm -hmm. You get high when you mm -hmm. feel like it. Now, not, not when, you know, when you smoke a hell of a lot. Indeed, like indeed. I'm pretty I'll well prefer. the same with khaki. I'm a lightweight, but it's nice because then my weed lasts longer. And then I also use a dry herb vape. So all that ABB mm. is. Oh, yeah. You know, the monkey there. What do you say, monkey? You got like five gallons of ABB or something? <laughs> yeah, some no, shit. I've, got a, I've got over five five liters of it, though, for sure. That's Damn. a lot. Five liters. That's a lot. <laughs> oh, and, and believe me, these aren't, these aren't loose jars. I took the jars. These are the ones where you, I mean, this pad, I, I would have to chip it out. The jars is packed in so tight. So, yeah. <laughs> Damn, son. I just don't know what to do with it. It's one of those things like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. You, it's not doing anything wrong, is it? Make no. edibles for the rest of your life. But I've got, I've got fresh bud in the back. I've got plenty of real bud. So why do I want to mess with that? That's what I keep telling myself. I've got mm. plenty of, of fresh bud. I was, there's no shortage of the good stuff so why do i want to use the leftovers for anything and I, that's mm -hmm. so it just they just keep back there in, they're in the jars back there in the cabinet just stuck in all the way in the back not doing anything <laughs> well, you before we uh before we move on there before plants just said i tried to microdose some acid earlier was not a micro that's always the way it goes man you can't microdose acid bro and <laughs> billy bonds explained to me because you know you get the paper and they put the drips on it and one corner of the tab could be a lot more it could have a lot more acid on it than the other corner so if you've broken this up into quarters or something to try and get a smaller dose like one corner could have the whole fucking dose on essentially so you just i have you, heard you there's have a workaround for that though okay and that's basically you would take the tab i can't remember all the steps but it's you you put it in a little bit of vodka and then you okay on that and nice plan so it dissolves steps, into but... the vodka and then you drink the vodka yeah, right? yeah. Because it's obvious, like you were saying, it's not necessarily evenly distributed on the little tab. So you're sometimes it's a gamble to do it that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but still four plants. Have a good time, man. Have a good time. Yeah. Enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? It's good shit. Good shit. Have a good time. Sit back and enjoy the show. And I think it's time to move on to the news and events now. Mm -hmm. 
So we have five news stories from all around the world, but not Australia because we don't have Bubble Huck back yet. And I think Bubble Huck is going to be away next week, but I think he's back the week after, hopefully. I haven't heard anything of him at all. It's like he's gone out to the outback where there is no internet. Back to the 1970s for Bubble Huck, I think. <laughs> Let's just hope the weed like isn't 70s. Cars. That's no? it, yeah. He's out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's right, man. But he'll be back soon, everybody. Don't panic. But uh, we'll get on to the news and events here this week. I mean, we've got quite a few news stories to cover. Uh, Monkey, do you want to go first with uh, your one regarding the Schedule 3? You want to go straight in there, sure. and then we can move on with the medical-based stuff that we have here. It's kind of a long story, but it's this has actually been a, a lot of talk been going on about this since last week because everybody mm-hmm. in the cannabis community is really doesn't know what to expect here. So. Yeah. Uh, the title of the article is What Would Schedule 3 Mean for, for the Cannabis Industry? Now, this is referring to the United States considering changing cannabis from a Schedule 1 to a Schedule 3 uh, under the Controlled Substance Act. Okay, so last month, Bloomberg reported that it had obtained a letter from the Department of Health and Human Services recommending that the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency reclassify cannabis from Schedule 1 of the Controlled Substance Act to Schedule 3. The report includes confirmation from a DEA spokesperson that the letter with the recommendation was received, but as of the writing of this article, the letter has not been made public. Now we did uh, give you a bit of of what was leaked last week, but that that hasn't been official yet. U.S. health officials urge moving pot to a lower uh, risk tier, Bloomberg said on August 30th, uh, 2023. The letter comes some 10 months after President Biden called called on the Secretary of the Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to expeditiously review the scheduling of cannabis under federal law and, if adopted, would represent the biggest change in federal cannabis policy in 40 years. Although industry watchers are cautious with respect to any major changes without clear indication of imminent action, a lesson learned from the annual speculation around the Safe Banking Act which we never seem to be able to pass. The mm. news is nonetheless a welcome sign for the industry as uh, under tremendous pressure. Reactions to the possible reclassification have been broken down along traditional interest group lines with social equity advocates calling it a possible handout to the pharmaceutical industry and investors cheering the possible tax implications under section 280 of the Internal Revenue Code. Well, if it's going to be a a handout to the pharmaceutical industry, you can be pretty sure it's going to be fucking passed. Uh, Well, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. And I'm kind of feeling that at this point in time. And and this is this is exactly what the community is pretty upset about right now is because, you know, Mm. uh, the cannabis cannabis community that we're part of, you know, the, the people who are really interested in this plant for what the plant actually is and not for how much money it can make everybody. We want to protect the plant and we want to protect everyone's rights to have the plant and have access to the plant. And then unfortunately it could go the other way, but anyway, mm-hmm. let's keep going. Okay. Critics of the proposed uh, proposal also note that rescheduling as opposed to descheduling would do little to close the ever widening chasm between state and federal cannabis laws as state cannabis laws are not designed, not, not designed for a schedule three drug. While it remains to be seen whether the Health and Human Services recommendation will ultimately be adopted by the DEA, which is final authority to schedule or reschedule a drug under the Controlled Substance Act, it is useful to review what, it, what moving cannabis to Schedule 3 would possibly look like for the industry. And this is what it means to be Schedule 1. Cannabis is currently listed as a Schedule 1 controlled substance under the Con- uh, Controlled Substance Act. 
Schedule one substances are defined as, drug, as drugs with no current accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse, such as heroin and LSD. Giving cannabis stat, uh, status as a legal, uh, as a schedule one drug, the manufacture, sale, and possession of cannabis remains federally illegal, even for personal medical purposes. Thus, under federal law, industry participants are potentially liable for conspiring to manufacture and distribute cannabis, aiding and abetting the manufacture and distributing of cannabis, and acting as an accessory after the fact for the manufacture and distributing of cannabis under the current law. Wow. Can I just add it? Like, what's abuce? You know, because <laughs> this is what gets me, this whole drug abuse thing, you know, defined as a drug with no current acceptable medical use and a high potential for abuse such as hmm. heroin and LSD. Let's, and it's like, maybe you don't I, want to abuse it. Maybe you want to use it just to have a little bit of fucking fun, like microdosing a little bit of LSD, for example, for plants. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's not abusing it. That's just enjoying well, certainly, it. It's sort of like right. having a, a nice glass of wine with your steak dinner versus drinking the entire bottle. Yeah. True, but, but again, alcohol would, would definitely be considered, to me at least, a, a drug with high potential for abuse. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't understand that that right there in that statement. Just that it doesn't align with the rest of the country. You know, it's just mm -hmm. stupid. I don't know. OK, while an annual con congressional budget writer commonly known as uh, the, now, this is a rough one. Roha Bakker Bluenauer Amendment precludes the Department of Justice. So from what? Using, <laughs> yeah, please go for it. R-O-H, Roha-Bakker and Bluenauer. Roha there you go. You got it. Whatever. Okay. Let's, let's say that. Rorabaka. Blumenor. Blumenor. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. Precludes the Department of Justice from using any appropriations to prevent states that have adopted medical cannabis legislation from impl implementing their laws. Basically, what they're saying is that, that this is an executive order that was signed, I believe, during the Obama administration, which told the, the uh, government agencies hands off when, uh, on state medical programs. Okay. Uh, the uh, Ninth U.S. Court Circuit, Circuit Court of Appeals had interpreted that uh, this also protects the industry participants. Various executive agencies, including the Internal Revenue Service and Department of Treasury, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Offices, all have uh, cannabis-specific rules that make the uh, participation in the industry challenging. Uh, this, in turn, makes capital more expensive and constricts ac access to services like banking and insurance. Moreover, some state tax codes, which disallows most deductions for businesses involved in state legal cannabis business, has emerged as one of the perennial problems for an industry under financial pressure. In addition, the lack of standardized rules from federal agencies around things like labeling, testing, storage, and transportation of cannabis across state lines makes it a challenging telling to operate in more than one state due to the need to comply with a patchwork of sometimes Byzantine regulations. So that's a big one right there is the fact that if we go from three, from one to three, and it becomes a, even though controlled, but legal prescription drug, now these cannabis can, producers can actually ship across state borders. It can right. actually e even access the postal system to deliver the medicine. So it would make a huge difference in that respect. So states okay, can't well, do that right now. Even the, the legal states are recreational. They can't send stuff out in the post. Well, uh, even for if it's considered a medicine, 
the medicinal state still can't ship medicine out to people who can't make it out to a dispensary. No, but it's still illegal to mail cannabis in the United States of America. You can mail seeds now simply because the DEA has classified seeds as hemp. But high THC cannabis or any cannabis with anything above 0.3% THC cannot be mailed because the federal government is the uh, uh, owns the post office and yep, it's federal can't do it wow okay let's take a look at what schedule three would mean schedule three controls substances or drugs with moderate to low potential for physical and, and psychological dependence sounds like cannabis to me in general schedule three drugs such as ketamine and tylenol with codeine are fda approved uniformly regulated by the federal government and are only legally available what? by prescription what ketamine they put that next yeah, to Tylenol. Tylenol is paracetamol. No, 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 no. Tylenol with codeine. Okay. So this is Tylenol. We call this Tylenol Tylenol 3 here. Okay. Right. With Tylenol and yeah. code, they're different drugs here in the UK. We have codeine and we have paracetamol, which is AKA right. Tylenol. Well, but then we have what... ketamine, which is a horse tranquilizer <laughs> and will seriously yeah. get you fucked up, man. And that's on the yeah. same level. And that's, well, that's level three and cannabis is level one. Shit. The paracetamol they're talking about has codeine in it. It is a low level uh, opioid, but yeah, it is an opioid. I have, you know, this kind of stuff that you would get usually for like a tooth extraction or something like that. Um, But anyway, while the critics of the Health and Human Services recommendation point out that rescheduling cannabis would not close the growing gap between state and federal cannabis policy, and that the vast majority of state legal adult use or recreational cannabis transaction would remain federally illegal, moving cannabis to Schedule 3 would would nevertheless provide significant benefits to the industry. In particular, classifying cannabis as a Schedule 3 drug would mean that the sections of the tax code by which the terms apply only to controlled substances on Schedule 1 and Schedule 2 of the Controlled Substances Act no longer applied to cannabis businesses. Rescheduling would also open new avenues of research and medical uses, resulting in lighter criminal penalties for cannabis-related violations of the Controlled Substance Act. They would likely attract more investors, researchers, and entrepreneurs into the cannabis space. It remains to be seen whether it would also attract more financial institutions or other service providers to the industry, such as credit cards. Now, we all know that that's a problem. Um, If nothing else, rescheduling could also go a long way toward changing public perception about the cannabis safety and medical potential, which in turn may help reduce the stigma and increase acceptance among those who remain skeptical about its medical use. What's next is the Health and Human Services now goes to the DEA, which will conduct its own reviews and take a look and see if they can reschedule it. Most recently, in 2016, the DEA concluded that cannabis had no currently accepted medical use because the drug's chemistry is not reproducible and there are no adequate safety studies. There are no adequate and well-controlled studies proving efficacy and the drug is not accepted by qualified experts and the scientific evidence is not widely available. Now, that entire paragraph needs to be completely struck because most of it's not not even true. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, cannabis has no currently accepted medical use. Uh, well, let's take off. Let's talk a, about epileptic children. You know, just right there, bam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can stop right there. It, it definitely has a use. There's no question about that. Uh, reproducible. Now, that's something that that 
I understand what they're saying. It's like, could, could, a, could a chemist go into the lab and, and make THC? And the answer is they can't reproduce it. So it, to them, it's not a viable, quote unquote, drug. So if you can't reproduce it and it's not a reproducible drug, is it something that needs to be uh, maybe legal? I don't know. It's in the same way which opium poppies essentially are, right? Because you're growing a flower for a certain ingredient that flower makes. So the, way, the same way that they do with um, the opium poppies to take the opium out of it, they could do the same thing with cannabis, where they grow the plant but then extract the THC and the CBD from it and then use those as uh, you know a, a more concentrated drug. So, you know, yeah. 100% THC, um, 100% CBD. And then there you go. Th then you're done. Then you can put that into whichever fucking dilution you want it to be. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, so... us plant lovers don't want them to take the plant and, and no, slice no. and dice it like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. You know, we actually think that the medicine is more effective in its natural form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. With your terpenes and all that other stuff mixed into it. But I'm just saying that it, it's bullshit to say that kind of thing where it can't be dosed properly because if it's... Uh, if it's the right form of extracts, then it can be dosed pretty reliably. Yeah. And, and most of most medicines that we know in, in today's culture came from natural sources of once upon a time, things as mm -hmm. simple as aspirin, aspirin came from willow bark. I mean, come on. Wow. There's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff, a lot of them out there like that. So yeah, crazy stuff. But anyway, we don't know what's going to happen. The next step is, is down the line. And, but the article seems to allude to thinking that this will be moved to schedule three. Now, I fully understand that there's a lot of people out there that be screaming and yelling about this is a bad thing. And yes, it does not make it legal and it's not what we want. But what the article is trying to point out is the fact that we can get this out there just like we did with medical cannabis in many, many states. Once we get it out there and people see that the world's not going to end and the, and the sky's not going to fall, we might actually have a chance to go one step further. But at the same time, I have listened to everybody else out there in legal states that say, if it's not what you want, don't say I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really happy about this. I want it to be unscheduled. Yeah, like alcohol is unscheduled, right? Yeah, by all wow. means, alcohol is wow. definitely unscheduled. So is tobacco, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, so not... it should be on the same levels as those. Even yes, lower, because it it's less harmful. So, uh, right. Know, as simple as that, really. But obviously, it's not as simple as that. You've got to get all these people to bribe the government to make sure that... Sorry, did I say bribe? That's not the correct word. That's uh, Give money to the government to make sure that certain laws get passed in their favour. Mm -hmm. That's that's definitely a better way to put it. I'm not assuming anybody's bribing anybody here. But right. we all know that's what's actually fucking going on. Because well, this I've, is bullshit. <laughs> I've been reading, reading related articles that are, let's, let's just say campaign related. You know, they're just fluff pieces for, for the upcoming campaign that, that claims that all of this rescheduling stuff is part of Joe Biden's plan to uh, move the Democratic Party, to move the Democratic Party closer to what the young people really want. I'm saying, well, the young people oh. don't want you to reschedule it. They want you to unschedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Joe Biden and his old 80 years knows what the young people want. Well, <laughs> he's trying. You know, we've got an upcoming election right now, and it seems like we've got we we don't know who the candidate's going to be right now because yeah, we haven't gone through it yet. But right now, the front runners are two old guys. Yeah. So they're trying to figure these old guys are trying to figure out who how do you a appeal to a younger voter? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to be looking at two candidates in their 80s. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> yeah. that's so nuts. It's so nuts it is, to me. Man. Yeah, 80 years old. there yeah. ought to be a cutoff. 
Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's there's a lot of talk about it right now about there should be some uh, term limits on this shit, and with the the deep state kind of jobs as well, like with Nancy Pelosi and uh, mm-hmm. Chuck right. Schumer, uh, all of those kind of guys. They all, you know, once you hit the national retirement age, I think seventy five is fair. Anybody older than seventy five shouldn't be running for office. That that seems right. fair to me. But you know, yeah. that, that's uh, that's just one of the plebes talking. They don't care about what we have to say. True. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. But it's uh, interesting to see what's going on with this schedule free thing, man. People seem to be very concerned about what could be happening potentially in the future with the already existing companies. One of the biggest fears that that I'm hearing from the cannabis community right now is when you make it, when you go to a schedule three like this, that all the big pharma people are going to jump in right away and try and and completely crush the little guys. All the people, all these small grows that have stuck it out and weathered the storm and are actually, you know, doing pretty good on their own right now. They're, a lot of them are afraid that big pharma is going to come in here and the price and every, the quality is going to be shit. The price is going to be shit and it's going to force them out of the market. So I understand yeah. that fear, but I can't tell mm-hmm. you what's going to happen. I don't, I don't have the crystal ball. It's bad, man. It's bad. We'll see what happens. That's it. You know, and as cannabis consumers, you just need to be a little bit more conscious about where you're getting your cannabis from and don't support these big pharma companies when they eventually inevitably make their way into the industry and try to fuck no, everybody over. Don't do it. This is high on homegrown. Grow your own, man. You don't need exactly. pharma. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Your fuck best weed. My missus says it all the time. She's like, we're going to legal state. She says, but your weed's way better than that stuff. Like, uh-huh. yeah, of course. I mean, it's homegrown. What do you expect? And I remember when I started growing and, you know, I finally got the hang of it. And then I went to a trip to Amsterdam and all the weed I was smoking there was like, this is shit. I want to go home to my jar. And it was a nice jar of Jack Hera. Because <laughs> that Jack Hera was fucking Parker, man. But I couldn't find that anywhere in Amsterdam. I couldn't find anything near that quality. Unless I wanted to pay like a. You know, because they had the Cali weed out there. You pay £70 for your gram or your 3.5, whatever it was. It was a ridiculous amount of fucking money for a ridiculously small amount of cannabis when I've got jars with fucking ounces in at home of the finest Jack Hera. You know, I don't mean to blow my own horn and shit, but all of you guys out there listening who are home growers, you know what the fucking score is, man. The best shit is the shit that you create yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, the grower keeps all the good stuff, man. Even when you go to Amsterdam, it's only the uh, the second bits, the secondary buds that get sent out to everybody else. Uh, yeah, grow your own. Yeah, definitely. What's the Jack Hera Parker? Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, so we have uh, many more news stories to be covering here. Which one should we go for next? Uh, Mars, you want to jump in and do yours, I suppose? Yeah, sure. So... My article, which was actually sent in by Leo Styles, I believe. It was indeed. It was indeed. Parents feel misled by ministers over medical cannabis pledge. And this comes from BBC News. Yeah, so get your uh, salt ready, everybody. Pinch your salt. Yeah. BBC. A high-profile <laughs> government climb down that legalized a type of cannabis medicine on the NH- NHS five years ago misled patients, campaigners say. It was thought the law change would mean uh, the unlicensed drug, which treats a range of conditions, could be freely prescribed by specialist doctors. But fewer than five, not 5% or anything, five people, five NHS Damn. patients 
have been given the medicine, leaving others to either pay privately or miss out. Mm-hmm. The government says safety needs to be proven before a wider rollout. It, that, it just, yeah, so it just, oh God, it pisses me off so fucking much, man. Safety needs to be proven. Are you fucking right. serious? As though there aren't a gazillion studies out there right now already. Wow. And proven there's safety. other things that they've released over the last couple of years, which we won't go into too much detail of, that they never proved were fucking safe before they started giving it to everybody and forcing people to fucking take it. But, you know, we're just hoping that it is, everybody. God well, we've damn. only been talking right. it for 2,000 years now, so what the fuck, you know? Yeah, you know, goddamn, goddamn. Uh, legalization of whole cannabis medicine was hailed as a breakthrough for patients, giving either NHS or private specialist doctors the option to prescribe it if they believed their patients would benefit. Medical whole cannabis uses the entire cannabis plant, which includes the compound THC, the part which can make people feel high. But patients are being turned away, say campaigners, because doctors often do not know about the medicine, which is not on NHS trusts approved lists. Some specialists who do not know about it say there's insufficient evidence of the drug's safety and benefits to support prescribing. The drug would need to undergo medical trials before it could be officially licensed. But these are costly and complicated because many of the chemical compounds within the cannabis well, because of the many cannab- uh, chemical compounds within the cannabis plant. Campaigners say trials of medicines containing whole plant cannabis, particularly with the aim of helping children, would be unethical as some patients would have to come off essential medications to take a placebo. Uh, BBC has been told that when specialist doctors want to prescribe the unlicensed products, there's no simple way to get funding. They have asked, uh, they have to ask NH. NHS England to make an exception to pay for individual cases, but they are almost always turned down. It is known that fewer than five have been approved. Licensed cannabis drugs do exist for specific conditions, but they do not use the whole plant. For example, one called Epidiolex contains another cannabis compound, CBD. It can be prescribed for epilepsy, but does not benefit patients across the spectrum of epilepsy disorders. Uh, what else? This article does go on for quite some time. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to go mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. it all. It's actually a really long article. Yeah, but it is I, indeed. I mean, I think we have the gist of it, which is basically, uh, they have this system in place where they said that specialist doctors could prescribe this medicine for people, but they make the process so onerous and the doctors really don't understand how to prescribe it properly that only five people, which seems crazy to me, five people. Yeah. Just five. Like that number is ridiculous. Only five people have access to it, which I mean, I guess means that the medical system, anybody else would have to pay out of pocket, right? Yeah. And they say there's around 20,000 people right now in the UK who are legal prescribed medical cannabis users. So that leaves 19,995-ish who have to fucking pay for it. It's, it's an absolute it's theft man it's ridiculous to expect people to do this and you know there's people who are going out there buying their flour which is like 10 grams for 50 pound it's okay you know and some people can afford it which is fine but the real problem is is when you come to these children with uh intractable epilepsy where their parents have to pay thousands a month to get their kids medicine and the stories we've heard in the past have been absolutely fucking shocking like from hannah deacon you know and she's the uh the lady who was just in the picture which you saw in the news article there 
uh, getting mm-hmm. the medicine for her son Alfie. It was really expensive to start with, but he's one of the few people in the UK now who gets prescribed cannabis by the NHS. So it's essentially free. Maybe they have to, well, he's under 16, so that's going to be free medicine for him. That's the way it works here in the UK. Otherwise, you have to pay a small fee to get your prescription, but it's not a ridiculous amount of money. It's just yeah, fucked up how it, things work here in the UK, man. And there's this headline here saying uh, somebody, one parent is spending 1,600 pounds for a six-week supply, but they said mm-hmm. one private patient is 13-year-old, uh, 13-year-old Jasper Salisbury-Jones from Brixton in South London who has a rare form of epilepsy. By the time he was 11, he was having 800 seizures a day, which sounds ridiculous, but that's where we got to 800. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. what it would be like as a parent to deal with that. But yeah. the doctors did say we were out of options. So the expectation was that eventually a seizure would kill him. Jasper had tried nine other medicines, had brain surgery, and an electrical implant was put in his chest, but nothing stopped his fits. Then he tried medical cannabis oil, and his mother says... His seizures, which once dominated his life, now occur only every few days. And look so at all the that... shit she had to go through. Well, her son had right. to go through, but her as a parent as well. And we've heard it before. She... It's uh, Billy Bonds with with his son and uh, you know, Billy right. and Caroline. That they, they, I think their son had surgery where they separated both halves of his brain, the left and right. And, wow. and then, you know, before even coming to cannabis, surely, surely so you try like, cannabis before you chop somebody's fucking brain in half. Surely, you would think any you anything would think, that would yeah. prevent you from having to go under the knife, like surgery, always seems to me like the last last option. Cannabis shouldn't be the last option no. in that instance. You would think surgery would be the very last option. It's unbelievable, man. The 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 procedures these people have to go through before they would even be considered for cannabis as a medicine. And why do they need all these quote unquote clinical trials when they can take all these parents with their children and be like, here's what happened. They were having 800 seizures a day and now they have one every couple of days. And this is what the difference maker was like, isn't that enough? Because uh, they have to do the whole placebo thing and it's unethical. <laughs> the answer is more, yes. yes, it is enough, but this is, gives them an excuse to stall and not have mm-hmm. to spend money, you know? So, it's that's right cheaping out sense. they're just cheaping out and they the go doctor- silas in in the chat they says but the kid might get high you know and this is it this is the shit we're dealing with man this is uh and you know he said that jokingly he didn't say it seriously yeah yeah but yeah, this is what we're dealing it. with man it's like come on i'd rather have a fucking kid that's stoned than having 800 fucking seizures a day you government oh, cunts what a nightmare that would be unreal yeah i think it's just at least also be- shows it's going to be functional, at least if he's if he's stoned, you know, if, if he's if he's having seizures, he's he's locked up. I mean, it's crazy. Right. right. It really is. And it sounds like most of these doctors have like they it's not their fault. They just have no education either. I don't they know. Don't. I think it's partly their fault, man. Go out and do some fucking research. Doctors right. stop being so fucking stop being so useless, man. You know, it's it's on them as well. And we well, can honestly, easily pass it off as the government. Sorry, Marge. No, in my mind, too, because these doctors, they take an oath when they become, you know, a medical professional to do no harm. Mm-hmm. And yet they're not they're not incorporating cannabis into their education mm-hmm. in medical school when clearly it's been proven to help so many people in so many different circumstances. That- well, uh, Dr. Peter Greenspoon told us that when he was in medical school, and I think it's still going on now, they cover the endocannabinoid system for about an afternoon just yeah. an afternoon class on something that's so major. Yeah. So Morning, you know, they're just not educated. Mm-hmm. Right. They really but how, to be how dismissive that. must it be as a parent with a child who has one of these issues to see 
this light switching change that happens. And we've been told by many parents that that is the case. They start taking the cannabis medicine and the seizures essentially stop. They'll go from having 800 seizures a day down to having just a few a week, maybe even less, you know. And how dismissive is it for all of these parents just to be told, oh, sorry, but that isn't good enough. We don't believe what you're saying. We need to do the real studies because you could just be bullshitting us. Yeah, but this lady here is like, she's saying the same thing. Yeah, she's a fucking liar too. We're not listening to any of you. We have to do our actual studies. All these parents. Mm -hmm. And it's it's crazy because they're like, you know what? This kid needs surgery. And you're like, but Mm. what if I gave him this oil? No, no, no. No, Mm -hmm. he needs Mm -hmm. surgery. And it's like, that seems so irresponsible. Yeah, let's try the oil first. And then if the oil doesn't work, maybe we'll try surgery. But the oil oil might be dangerous. You know, how how many people has this killed, this oil in history? Can we tell? Oh, there's nobody as far as we can tell. So, oh, cool, cool. What about paracetamol? You take more than 11 of them in a day and you're fucking dead the next day. (laughs) But, you know, take them. The the risks involved in having surgery, just generally speaking. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. risk anytime you have surgery. How many people just don't wake up from surgery, you know? Right. Or complications or like a Mm -hmm. whole host of things that can happen. Well, that devil cannabis now. Wow. One, one. You never really know what that knife's gonna do. You know, you, you cut something, and what, mm-hmm. everybody's different. You know, crazy. I don't get it. Makes me mad, man. Makes me mad. Makes me want to freak out and go on a long ass fucking rant about how we're being fucked over by all these people because it's all about money at the end of the day. These children and the patients, the adults as well. Don't forget those, but you know, specifically the children. They're the important ones. They are the ones who are missing out. And it's all because of these crooked motherfuckers from the pharmaceutical company who just want to make a few extra billion on top of the extra fucking billions they've already made, man. And it's Mm -hmm. absolutely fucking disgusting. I don't know how these people sleep at night. And it enrages me. We've had medical professionals tell us that they think this stuff is about as dangerous as a cupcake. You know, Mm -hmm. come on, give me a break. Uh, and there's more stories like this. We'll continue with another one here because uh, there's one here from the UK again. And this is this is for you. Monkey. You want to cover this one? No, it's not from the UK. This is actually from the USA, isn't it? This uh, which one is the that second one? story from Monkey here? Family fights for daughter to have access to her medical cannabis at school. Sure, this one came dropped on me. I, I really don't know much about it, but so let's take a look. <clears throat> Says um, Sabrina and Tim Mathis say uh, medical cannabis has been a game changer for their nine-year-old daughter, Crystal, who has autism spectrum disorder and epilepsy. They were eager for her to try school full-time this fall after years of half days of school because of extensive speech, physical, and occupational therapies consuming lots of her time. But that was short-lived, they told WCCO in an interview on Thursday, because district officials said that, uh, that she couldn't take a midday dose of her cannabis medicine on school grounds. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's essential mm-hmm. for her to thrive in a classroom. Uh, I feel it's unfair. It's just un- it's just unjust, Sabrina Matt says. Um, it just deserves to be at school. She just deserves to be at school a full day and have her medicine like any other kid. The school district told them that they could leave school, give her the dose, which is cannabis oil tincture of CBD and THC mixed with juice, and bring her back to school, they said. Now, I've actually seen this happen before. I've seen a, a news article uh, where in Colorado, similar things would happen. And, and this is exactly what parents would do is they'd check the kids out and they would literally walk around the block and drink this and then go back to school. Disgusting. Now, that's, it's stupid that you have, to, yeah. you have to go to do that stupid thing. But anyway. How does that make the child feel? You know, well, to, how excluded from the rest of her community does she feel when she has to do something like that? Uh, 
Well, that could be part of it. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, but still, I mean, she's still getting the medicine. It's like, oh, we can't allow you to take it here. What difference does it make where you take the medicine? You know what I'm saying? Pretend it's a puberty blocker. It'll be fine. Well, don't get me started. Don't get me okay. started, man. Sorry. Now it's Sorry. Flag, flag, flag. Fuck. <laughs> okay. But instead, they opted to return to half days, fearing the disruption would be too confusing and too harmful for their daughter, who is, who is nonverbal and uses a device to help her communicate. To take her back, that, uh, that just throws her out of a routine. The chances of her not understanding the whole situation and having discomfort is more likely. Uh, to not have a good rest of the day as opposed to just going there, administering her dose and leaving her with barely an interruption. When asked about the policy, an ISD 78 spokesman in, in a statement told WCCO that it cannot comment on the students' medical interactions with our school, citing the students' privacy data. I get that, okay? Uh, despite... Uh, Desperate for solutions, Sabrina sought out a DFL representative, Democrat of Florida, Representative Zach Stevenson, who authored a recreational cannabis bill legalizing for 21 and older starting this summer. The law also covers medical cannabis, both adult use and, and medical markets will soon fall under a new Office of State Cannabis Man Management uh, after it gets up and running. Stevenson told her that the statute prohibits cannabis use, possession, and transportation on school grounds, but there's an exception for medical cannabis. So, so long as it's, it isn't smoked or in vaporized form. WCCO also included a statute provision in an email seeking comment on, from the district, but officials only provided the statement citing privacy data. In a brief phone interview, he said, he spoke with the family and explained that keeping the medical cannabis program intact was, was on top of his mind, the lawmakers drafting the language. In order to ensure children would still have access to their medicine they rely on, uh, it's been in effect since 2015 and has more than 40,000 patients enrolled in, including 450 children under 18, according to the state data. There is a strong distinction between medical and adult use cannabis, Stevens told WCCO. The Mathis family hopes the district will reconsider their policy or that the legislature will pass a separate law enforcing that provision so schools are required to let children access their medical cannabis on school property. A recent law ex expanded in Colorado requires schools to have a policy allowing nurses or other school personnel administer the medical cannabis dose if they are willing. We hope you mean if they are willing, you know, <laughs> do your job, man. Shut up and give the kid the fucking medicine. It's Jesus. America, man. I got my rights. You know, people believe it or not. Yeah, but can, the, these kids don't have a right term. to their medicine. Fucking hell. I, I get you. I'm, I'm not going to defend it, but they'll do it on, on grounds of religious beliefs or something to that effect. And mm -hmm. that, that, mm -hmm. that they're protected. Okay. We hope to bring justice to the children on medical cannabis so they can be allowed to take your medicine at school or just the same as any other child in the state of Minnesota. Uh, that's what we're hoping for, said Sabrina. So anyway, this this mom only wants the ability. She, she doesn't want anything special. She just wants her autistic child to be able to go to the office and take her medicine and go back to class. That is not a lot to ask at all. No, it's not. My God. You sitting here like, don't freak out. Don't freak out. It pisses me off too much, man. The injustice is so fucking shocking. How can they oh. treat people this way, man? How can they treat children 
this way. It's absolutely this is disgusting. A, the war on drugs has stigmatized so many people that they honestly believe people will self-destruct if they if they uh in, in, in if they use any cannabis in any form, much you know, smoke it. My God, you're really gonna oh, you're crazy now. Mm. I know people like this that, that absolutely believe that this is a poison. And I don't know how, how do you change people like that? I can't say on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't do that. We don't do that. That's not drastic. That, those are drastic. Yes, right? yes. It, it's just shocking, man. I mean, I hope that one day cannabis will be accepted for the medicine that it is, you know, and essentially a harmless medicine that can do a lot of things, man, that can do a lot of good if it is just allowed to do so. It's just people are so fucking ignorant and brainwashed now, you know, because of all these years of uh, the war on drugs that we've had and the the reef of madness generation. What else can you do, man? You just have to wait for these people to slowly uh, leave society. Let's put it in a nice way. As they get older, they will leave society. And then people who haven't lived with all this stigma will be uh, taking control of things and being like, yeah, it's okay then. Yeah, no, let the kid have the fucking medicine. It's just going to take time. But I think we'll get there eventually. Well, and it's, it's strange because, you know, after, after doing all this research, talking to so many people, we understand how all of this stuff started, you know, back with Ad Anslinger back in the day and all. And it's all a lie. That's what's so mm -hmm. frustrating mm -hmm. about it. The government lied to us to get it, to, to make this problem. And now they won't even take the, They won't accept their own lie to fix the problem. Ah, some bullshit. Well, we got we got more stories here as well. I mean, and this is from the UK, everybody. So we know these are going to be fun articles <laughs> uh we we have one here I, I don't know well we have two here i don't know which one to do first Let, let's do this one first let's take a little bit of a change in direction and go really fucking dark for a second oh lord uh, no <laughs> uh, have. Okay. video shows gang oh. bragging and laughing after murdering man during plot to steal cannabis in okay, kent that's very dark. Yeah, very dark. 13 <laughs> members of a criminal gang linked to a plot to steal cannabis plants have been convicted after a man was stabbed to death during a robbery in Tunbridge Wells. The group were all part of a plot to steal the plants from a house in Cayley Road. Uh, during the theft, they were challenged by Zovan Pepage, who was brutally murdered. Uh, the court heard Kent police was called to an early morning disturbance at the address on the 4th of December 2021. Not long ago, right? When, office, when officers arrived, they found cannabis plants discarded along the road and leading up to the house where they found the 25-year-old victim stabbed to death. Tragic. 25 years old and this guy is dead because of cannabis well not because of cannabis you know because of the bullshit laws that we have if cannabis wasn't prohibited the way it is this guy would still be alive if it yeah, was it sold like it's fucking coca-cola or coffee he would mm -hmm. still be alive but they continue to put these stupid rules in place which puts people in positions like this but uh, i'll continue with the article uh, the bloodstained knife was found nearby, but the suspects had fled. Police have released a video which was filmed by the gang of them bragging and laughing about Zovan Pepage had been stabbed to death. How cold have you got to be to laugh about that? You know, it's just you're laughing about taking somebody's fucking life, man. That's mm -hmm. the next level of, of brutality. It's just stupidness. 
Uh, Detective Superintendent Gavin Moss said the brutal murder of Mr. Perpage was the result of a planned raid by an organized criminal gang who traveled to Tombridge, Wales from Essex in three vehicles to steal large quantities of cannabis. Things started to go wrong when associates of the victim arrived at the property and this quickly escalated with tragic consequences. Kieran Stewart called 999 in fear of his life and was heard by the call handler shouting to Amoka to stab Mr. Papage. The victim was reportedly attacked with a knife and beaten and stood no chance of defending himself. So essentially, this group of people had traveled from Essex to Tombridge, Wales to attack and steal the cannabis plants from this guy who was living at a certain address. And they did so and then laughed about it when the guy was fucking dead at the end. So Detective Superintendent Moss also added, it says a lot about their mentality that as some of the offenders drove from the scene, they appeared appeared oblivious to the fact someone had just been murdered and instead filmed themselves bragging and laughing about the drugs they had stolen. We have worked relentlessly to ensure every single offender involved in this incident has faced justice and the lengthy prison sentences reflect the senseless loss of life and needless violence associated with the supply of drugs. Within 24 hours, five people were arrested by Kenton Essex Police. A further eight suspects were tracked down and detained over the following weeks. Due to the high number of defendants, the case was split into two trials at separate courts. Kieran Stewart, 20. Kevin Amoko, 18. Bartosz Maloski, 28, were each sentenced to life imprisonment for murder. Another two men, Nathan Rainford, 22, and Dante Simpson Palmer, 19, were jailed for manslaughter. Charles Riley, or Riley, uh, 28, Mohamed Meyer, 26, were imprisoned for conspiracy to commit robbery. A further six men have been convicted for their roles in the robbery. They'll be, they'll be sentenced on the 30th of October. So there we go. Let's just say thank you again to our government for keeping us safe by making cannabis illegal. Mm-hmm. When will this mm-hmm. madness fucking end? There's only one thing that is going to stop this shit from happening, and it's not more police on the streets, and it's not more funding to the to the the the, uh, the government to make sure that they have the resources to take down these criminal gangs. The only thing that is going to stop things like this from happening is proper regulation of cannabis. You need Mm -hmm. to legalize this shit and take it out of the hands of criminals. You know, it's like, whilst it's illegal, this shit's just going to carry on happening, man, over and over again. It it never fucking, it's never going to change. It's just going to get worse and worse until we have proper regulation and legalization of cannabis in this country and any other country. You want to stop the fucking gangs, take the cannabis out of the hands of the gangs and put it into properly regulated companies. You don't see this shit happening over fucking loaves of bread. You know, here's a King's Mill loaf of bread, you know, versus this brand loaf of bread they're not trying to kill each other and steal shit off each other are they no because they have to be legit but that's not the case for criminals in the uk you can just grow a fuckload of weed you can do people trafficking from all over the world you can have firearms your slavery all of this shit exists in the uk because of these illegal drug trades that we have and one of the big ones that we have in the uk 
is cannabis, man. And that's just the way it is. A lot of people in the UK like to consume cannabis. And while there is a demand for it, there will be people selling it. And if it's not properly regulated, the people selling it are going to be fucking wankers who go out and stab people over plants. So the only way to fix it is to properly legalize and regulate this fucking uh, this drug, for lack of a better term. Sorry, I won't rant any more about that. But what do you think about this, Monkey March? What do you think? I don't even know. Yeah, if you need to, if, why do you need to regulate it? Just legalize it. If yeah, everybody's yeah. growing in their yard, it's no longer valuable like this, and nobody's going to get killed mm-hmm. for it. Right. Yeah. yeah and this it, isn't the first yeah. time. Sorry, March. No, I, I I agree. As long as they keep it like this, and it's it's going to be lucrative for somebody to deal in it, then you're going to have all these problems. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rest in peace to the guy, or just another person who has lost his life because of these stupid laws that this government have put in place to try and pretend like they're doing us a favor when it's not doing us a favor at all. It's making things worse and they're just holding out until they can come up with a way to make money for their friends because that's all they give a shit about. They don't give a shit about the 19-year-old kid who now has to go and spend. I don't know, he did wrong. He's been part and parcel of some guys going out and killing somebody, but now he's going to do life in prison. You know, and this what could this have been prevented if cannabis was probably legalized? Would they have been living a completely different set of circumstances throughout his life? I would say it is very fucking likely they wouldn't be involved in gang activity, you know. But we have something else going on here in the UK. And this the uh, the headline for this article says UK perfectly poised to be the central hub for global cannabis financial trade. So it's all good, everybody. Don't worry. I know people are dying and shit, but it's okay. We seem poised to be the global fucking cannabis trade place where everybody can come here and sell weed as long as the government can get their cut of the fucking pie. That's what this I was going to say. As long as you mm, have the price of admission on that, right? That's right. That's right. The price of admission. Just you, just uh, about 10 grand and you'll be able to sell weed here. But, you know, not <laughs> for these young guys. You, you can't have an actual business. But it says here this week, The APPG for Industrial Hemp and CBD met in the Houses of Parliament for a discussion around the investment and economical potential of the UK's hemp and CBD industry. The presentation, led by co-founder of CIO of global cannabis investment firm Artemis Growth Partners, uh, Will Muek is his name, suggested that London and the UK is perfectly poised to be the single centre as a hub of global cannabis financial trade. What does that even fucking mean? However, as the APPG and its members have reportedly highlighted, this economical opportunity is being hamstrung by the UK's Proceeds of Crime Act, P-O-C-A, POCA, uh, not only limited to cannabis operators, but also prevented trade and investment from taking place. So, you know, this is the proceed of crime acts pretty much if they find weed or, you know, large amounts of it, then they can take your car because you're like, you only have that car because you sold a lot of drugs to buy it, the proceeds of crime acts. So they can take all your shit. You know, I know the same kind of law exists in the USA as well. Uh, yet, as highlighted by the group's co-chair, Crispin Blunt, an MP, this is where the opportunities really begin when serious finance and investment figures are given to opportunity, given the opportunity to deliver the arguments that will get politicians to reassess the position that we've created. Yeah. And, you know, saying something like this is definitely something that the politicians are going to fucking pay attention to, you know, because it's all about the money for them. It's not about the loss of lives and it's not about the loss of freedoms. 
It's not about the people who can't get their medicine. It's not about any of that. It's about how much money can these already rich ass motherfuckers make on top of what they're already making? Because just in case you're not aware yet, everybody, the government don't give a fucking shit about you. They never have. They'll pretend like they do because you vote for them. But essentially, they give no fucks about you, man. They just want to line their pockets, which you've already fucking lined with stolen taxpayer money in the first place. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, the Artemis, Artemis, Artem, what is this fucking word? Artemis Growth Partners, <laughs> uh, according to Mr. Moak, now manages assets of just under $400 million across five different investment vehicles, covering 37 companies and all the legal jurisdictions that can likely think of for cannabis. This includes North America, Latin America, and the Caribbean, uh, and now across various markets in Europe. While the investment focus early on had been on North America, Europe has emerged really as the next center for cannabis and the most attractive area to watch globally, Mr. Muecker told the group. He added the wealth creation opportunity for cannabis was in seeing it take place among peers of the pharmaceutical industry. I wonder what they want to get involved for. Uh, alcohol and tobacco and consumer products while highlighting the disruptive potential of hemp in so many different sectors. Mapping metrics from data on the US industry to the UK, he suggests that we are potentially looking at a market that has 700,000 jobs and an annual tax revenue of 5.5 billion. Let me just say those fucking numbers again, everybody, because <laughs> it's pretty fucking big, man. Mapping metrics, blah, blah, blah. We are potentially looking at a market that has 700,000 jobs. 700,000 jobs in the UK. You know how, how bad the UK is suffering right now? We just had one of the biggest uh, biggest chains in the country, this Wilkinson's, which is, uh, you know, it's like a pound. So you just go there to buy cheap everything. Uh, they've closed down. You know, it's another business that have broken down here in the UK and there's going to be more to follow. So people are needing jobs here in this country. 700,000 jobs. This country has about 65 million people in it. So that's that's a fucking 700,000 is a decent percentage of that, of, uh, you know, to be added to the job sector of the market. You know, 65 million people, that's everybody. That doesn't include, that includes everybody under 18 and the pensioners. You take them guys out, you're looking, what, 40 million? I mean, 40 million people, 700,000 jobs. That's, that's a substantial amount of jobs for people to be getting involved with, man. It will change things for this country. And then the annual, that means every year, everybody. That's just not a one-off. That's annual. That's every fucking year. The tax revenue will be 5.5 billion pounds, man. 5.5 billion pounds. That's a ridiculous yeah, that's so amount of money. money. Right. What could this country be doing with that? We could fund the NHS properly again. I know the government doesn't want to do that. They will pretend that they do, but they don't really want to do that because they want it to fail so they can sell it off to their fucking friends. But we could definitely fund the NHS with that kind of money. So anyway, this article does go on and I won't continue because, you know, I'm just going to fucking rant about it. We get the gist of the whole thing. You know, the, the UK could definitely become one of the biggest financial, uh, uh, the financial hubs of the world when it comes to cannabis, man. But we're just waiting for the government to change their mind. And the, the reason why they can't do it now is because we still have this Proceeds of Crime Act when essentially cannabis is an illegal substance and any money made from the production and sale of cannabis can be taken and, you, and given to the government, which they can 
do whatever they like with, like buying bums and dropping it on people in, in countries we have nothing to do with. Just saying. It's <laughs> it's absolutely fucking ridiculous, man. It, I mean, I've been saying it for a long time. Uh, I've probably said it many times on this show. The legalization of cannabis in this country would be a game changer. With the jobs it can bring and the tax revenue it can bring, it will change the way this country is. And I've probably mentioned many times on this show as well, the UK is failing right now. We are a failed state, man. We're not going anywhere right now. We're just going backwards because we don't have the money. We don't have the resources to go forwards, you know. But legalizing cannabis in this way can definitely change the fucking game. And we just need the politicians to stop being such greedy bastards and open up the market for everybody rather than just a few of their fucking friends. And then we will see change in this country. But let's see if that happens anytime soon. So. Uh, anything to add to this one, <laughs> Monkey March? Sorry, I've just been going on again. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it's just been one of those days. No, I think you're you're totally right. And legalizing it would also improve the lives of its citizens, and they don't feel like they have to like you know mm-hmm. ruin their lives if they get arrested for something like that. Yeah, it's bad shit, man. And people are saying a lot about this in the chat there as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad, but. We have to have change eventually, you know, and not just in the UK, but around the world, man. Things are going to change. It's just going to take time. You know, the dominoes are falling. It's just taking a long time for it to get around to everybody. Uh, crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. What do you think, monkey? Is monkey there? on mute. <laughs> He's not monkey here. was on mute again, yes. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sitting here just... Da, 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 just think, oh, cool. <laughs> No, I think, I think yeah, things are changing, but they're changing very slowly. And, and, and as things change, the opponents are upping their game as well. I mean, it's just it's it's the dance, Mackie. You know the dance. Mm-hmm. We make a little we, we make a little progress, and and they push back. You know, that kind I just of don't thing. understand how anybody can push back against the economic like potential, the jobs, the how it can help people who are sick, how it can keep people out of jails, like. And then still be like, but it's bad for you. I mean, fuck mm-hmm. off with that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It's You're just right. bullshit. Sick of hearing the same bullshit. You know, for, for I don't know, 20 years now, we've just been hearing this fucking same shit. Right, it's the government being like, you're not allowed to do this thing that really hasn't hurt anybody for thousands of years, but you're not allowed to do it. But you can smoke cigarettes if you want, by all means, mm-hmm. go kill yourself. Mm-hmm. But And this is it. It's it. You have cigarettes, can have alcohol, fine, you carry on, do your thing, yeah. you know, but not that devil cannabis. It, it's yeah. just pretty much... We can't have cannabis because they said so. And that's it. There is no other fucking reason why, man, because there's no evidence for any fucking reason why. And they know it. The only reason we can't have it is because they said so. And it's well, a fucking you, farce. <laughs> you, you can put it that way if you'd like. But, you know, what, I, what I'm seeing here these days, like, OK, the article I did talking about the rescheduling, I didn't talk about there's There's a group of Republicans that are encouraging the DEA not to reschedule. It's, you know, they've, they've penned letters and, and they're trying to go the opposite direction. And what, what they're doing is they're relying on the same old lies that they've been told. These lies about cannabis have been perpetuated for so many generations that they're now considered facts. People don't even have to check them. They just consider it to be a fact. Well, the government mm-hmm. said, you know, mm-hmm. now the, mm-hmm. the government wants, to, wants us to prove that can, cannabis is, is harmful. But they haven't even proven that it's harmful. Mm-hmm. You know, they just said so, so. Yeah, back in the day, they said so, and everybody took it as fact. 
And, and this is where we're up again. So how do you prove something is harmless when they haven't even proved it's harmful yet? They you just... Put, I mean, it's so simple, it's really. Point. If the government says so, then it's probably not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever yeah. the government's fucking saying, don't listen to a word they're saying, man. They're just lying bastards trying to line their pockets. We can't trust a word any of them say. Uh, whatever they say, be skeptical and do your own fucking research on it. That's the way I see it, man. You can't well, remember, trust motherfuckers. Remember where this lie is being brought from. I mean, this is from Harry Anslinger, who, who swore that he turned into a bat and flew around the room after he took one puff, puff off that marijuana mm-hmm. cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I still want that weed. You know? Not a hard <laughs> Good luck. damn bad weed. Good luck Good is luck. right. <laughs> those are the kind of lies that were told, and people believed them. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's like anything else. When you pass it, the same lie gets passed down from generation to generation. You know, my parents told me this. Well, of course, I'm going to believe my parents, you know, because their parents told them that. And we don't know if it's all true. But right now, society is basically looking at this thing and we're trying to fight lies that are generations old. And, you know, mm-hmm. and pe- those people won't back themselves up because, well, my mother said this or my father said this or the president said this. And that's the only evidence they have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So now they look at us and go like, well, prove it's not it's not dangerous. Well, Mm. hell, problem is you ain't even proved that it is. You know, burden of proof is on you, motherfucker. Fix it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So lots of news here, mainly medically based this week, you know, because there's still uh, there's loads of places out there that do have legal cannabis now. and People don't have to suffer as much as others do. But just know that there's still trouble out there. You know, there's people still have problems with the legality of cannabis. People are still getting killed over cannabis. People are still getting locked up for a long time. People still can't get access to their essentially harmless cannabis medicines and even in places where it is legalized there's kids who can't have it at school so the fucking war is far from over everybody you know don't chill out just yet don't blaze one up and think that everything is all good just yet there's still a lot of work to be done man so just Mm -hmm. hold on to your hats and get stuck in if you can well to all you people out there who may not be on our side and think that cannabis is dangerous i am I encourage well, fuck you. No, no, please. fuck them. No, fuck please. Them. Travel. <laughs> Go somewhere where it's legal and you'll see yeah. that the world is not falling apart. God damn. You know, it's just part of life mm-hmm. where it's legal. People just accept it as normal. Yeah. Yeah, the world. Yeah, you're right. The, the Nothing major happened once Canada legalized. Nothing changed, really. <laughs> Except now the- when, you go to, when you go to places like Toronto, you smell a lot of weed around. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you used to smell cigarette smoke back in the day. Now it's now it's weed. So yeah, it, it right. is what it is. Yeah, and I don't mind yeah. that, so it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's other than that, it hasn't really been overly problematic. Except I think people are just generally happier now. Yeah, <laughs> I did notice. You know, the, the first uh, time we went to Colorado for cannabis tourism after it was recreationally legal, we just noticed that people were smiling a whole lot more there. Right. They're all high. That's what we said. Well, mm-hmm. everybody, either they're very high or they're very happy that everybody else is high. One of the two. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of the high people are super chill and then you don't get all the confrontation and stuff out in the world. Oh, so no. can make everything better. If you bump to somebody on the street and they're high, they're just like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Did I get in your way? It's like, it's all cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so there's the news stories. We've got any um, uh, forum news to cover. You had some forum news to cover this week? Monkey? We did. We had uh, Cloudy Chrome's 20 over at Percy's won his first plan of the month comp. And he's well, a, relatively, well, a relatively new uh, member over at Percy's. You know, not brand new, but relatively new. And this was his first entry, and he won. 
Nice, man. Congratulations. And that was not an easy, easy field. We had quite a few uh, really nice plants in that comp. So, yeah, congratulations, man. Nice, man. So, yeah, if you got a nice plant you want to show off, then head over to percysgrowroom.com and enter it into the competition over there. And people vote, decide which plant they think is the nicest, and then the winner gets uh, some nice bling on their form account there. So yeah, cool. the next thing about Percy's is we're not going to cut you down. Everybody's welcome to enter and show their plants off. And that's fine with us, but we will mm. vote and choose the one we like the best, but nobody gets cut down. If you, if you grew it, by all means, show it off. Mm-hmm. Now, am I forever to be a, I assure you that the member is not. new. Am I to be a forever new member? I assure you that my member is not new. That makes no sense oh, to me. Well, he's there, talking- so <laughs> He's talking about the you know the little stupid sticker underneath your name at, at mm-hmm. Percy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know you're a Percy grower. You're new. You're a new member, or you're a whatever. That mm-hmm. has absolutely nothing to do with anything at Percy's. That's just a software feature. That's right. AI yeah. will change it when it sees fit. Sorry, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just deal with it, bro. Deal yeah. with it. <laughs> Real promotions come from the admin mod team over at Percy's. So that's over the only one you have to worry about. Mm-hmm, it, it, mm-hmm. We look at the color that your name is printed in, and that tells us where you are in the forum. That's right. And there might be some promotions coming up soon. So just bear with yeah. us a little. Then we we'll might probably do for some soon, yeah. Uh, and then interviews. Uh, we have uh, a pretty decent interview. I'm looking forward to this one on Tuesday. If you're a patron, you'll be able to watch this live with us. But we have Clackamas Coot coming to join us, and he's like the original soil guy, man. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good to chat to him and pick his brains over some of this soil stuff. So if you're about on Tuesday at the usual show time, 9 p.m. UK time, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, and 1 p.m. Pacific, if you're around and you're a patron, then come and join us for a. Uh, for the interview and if, if that's not enough to convince you to become a patreon then we also have a patreon only competition this month we're we'll giving away a hlg blackbird grow light man and this is a beast of a light beautiful a, for your four by four sorry man. exactly that's a four by four veg i mean a bloom light that's a big mm-hmm. old one mm-hmm. 600 watt yes beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's fucking gorgeous, man. It's so well made and shit. Go and check it out on the HLG website. You'll see it and you'll be like, fuck, I better become a Patreon. But yeah, that's <laughs> going to be happening very soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. But I think with that, that's everything. And 420 is just about to land so we can sit and take a smoke break for a few minutes. Everybody good with that? And there we go, everybody. That's this week's cannabis news and events. And of course, just like every other week, if you have a news story you want us to cover on next week's show, then do feel free to get in touch. You can get in touch with us over on Twitter, which is now X, Facebook, or Instagram. You can also find us on PersysGrowRoom.com, our Discord server, or you can email us at ironhomegrown at gmail.com and send us any links that you might have. Also, we covered a lot of medical stories during this show. And if you have a medical cannabis story that you would like to share with us, then please do feel free to send us that as well. We like hearing stories from our listeners. So if you have any stories that you would like us to relate to the listeners to get your point across, then please feel free to send that as well. It would be great to hear from you guys. But as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you do that, we appreciate every single one of you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope to catch you on the next one. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye.